Breakfast from Scotston. This is the Glasgow Warriors official podcast with Jack and Ashy. Hello and welcome back to Warriors Weekly and the first episode of 2019. Uh, while we had a break over the festive season, we actually surpassed 50,000 listeners. So thank you to everyone who has downloaded, tuned in and sent in your reviews. You can still do that. Use the hashtag Warriors Weekly and we are on Apple Podcasts, Acast and every other podcast platform. My name is Jack Reed. As always, I'm joined by Adam Ash. Ashy, good new year, good Christmas. What did you get up to? Yeah, good new year. Um... Oh, it's a fantastic start. That. I'm really impressed. Fifty thousand listeners. We've got. Uh, we really have got some support behind us, mm-hmm. and it's it's awesome to see that. So, for me, thanks everybody for for listening in as well. Um, but yeah, Christmas, New Year, we're good. Good to spend a bit of time at home with the family. Um, and yeah, Christmas Day was fantastic. New Year, we had a little bit less time off, but um, yeah, really enjoyable and and always good to spend some time with family and and loved ones. And you, what about you? Good, good. We're same as you, really, out out with the family for Christmas. I think yeah. I had a bit more of a... I wasn't training New Year's Day, so I was <laughs> able to have a beer or two. Actually bumped into a couple of listeners on Ashton Lane. Did so, you? Yeah, that oh, was good. Oh, nice quality. Always good when you, you meet people out that enjoy the podcast. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so talk us through Christmas Day as a professional athlete. Were you trimmings all the lot? Were you letting yourself go, or did you have to um, keep one eye on, on the old waistline? You know... Uh, I guess you've got to keep a little bit of an eye on it. Um, I tend to go pretty late in the morning and not have too much, and obviously by sort of mid-afternoon you're you're starving, so <laughs> yeah. my mum cooked the up smells a, coming out the oh kitchen. Oh my God, phenomenal. My mum cooked up a fantastic feed. We had um, my brother, his partner, their two kids, and then her mum and dad round at my house, so uh, we were all around the table. Uh, had about five courses. Did you contribute anything? Were you bringing anything, or were you just? I bought a nice bottle of wine that right, Chris okay. Rosaro gave me. Actually, his uh, family obviously on the the shops uh, mm-hmm. up in St Andrews. So uh, he got me a nice bottle of wine. Took that back and uh, went down a treat. Actually, very everybody, good reviews. Yeah, good reviews. Everybody enjoyed it. Um, so I mean, yeah, it was it was good to to get back and just. You know, have a good feed with the family, and then it was it was a quiet night. To be honest with you, by about nine o'clock, I was falling asleep watching a movie around mm-hmm. at my fiance's house. So um, it was it was nice, and you know, obviously, you know what it's like after you've had a massive feed. You sleep for about twelve hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was really nice. And then on uh, Boxing Day, got myself back through to Glasgow um, in preparation for training the next day. And then similar on New Year's, I imagine. What time are you in New Year's morning? Yeah, New Year's we were in at uh, eight AM start. We had a meeting. So did um, you even stay up to see the bells? Or we stayed up to the bells, but I actually went to a restaurant with a few friends from here. Um, took who, the, who the girls on? along. It was uh, myself, Johnny, Jamie, Batty, and Alex Dunbar, and we took our girls along as well. I uh, went to a little place in Deniston called Redmond's, which was fantastic. Um, they put on a it was kind of ticketed thing where you you get a ticket and you put on a three course meal for you and you get a table. So it was nice because it wasn't too busy. It was probably the right vibe for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we stayed for the bells at twelve and then we were all dispersed and out of there for quarter past twelve, uh, back to bed up early in the morning. Um, so similar again, New Year. So while all that's been going on, there has been rugby going on, and we need to. 
We need to get to the bones of it. We've been a bit nervous about talking about it because it has been three defeats, but let's get right into it. Um, what's the mood like? Let's start. You've training this week. We're obviously looking forward to Cardiff, but what's the mood been like? Because how does a team deal when you're in a bit of a slump like this, three defeats in a row? How do you, how do you stop yourselves from getting too bummed out and how do you keep spirits high? I think, um, you know, obviously it's difficult when you... You have, you know, you're coming off the back of what, what three losses now. Um, it was obviously difficult losing against Edinburgh. So I think, you know, after those games, the focus was very much back to, uh, you know, obviously we're away in Italy over the weekend, and you know we were really keen to go over there and, and get a big win. There was a lot of uh, changes in the squad, so you know, I know uh, there was a lot of excitement and um, you know people wanting to to put their hands up and stake a claim, but you know obviously we weren't able to to get the win over there um, you know it's difficult because you know in some ways you know things just aren't clicking as much as they were you know probably four or five games ago um, and it's hard to put your finger on what it is I was going to say what what is that because nothing mm. specifically changed it's the same people it's the same routine so yeah I think it's just the way sport is to be honest you know I think every every sport team will you know, fluctuate in performance slightly. Some teams are good enough that when they fluctuate, they still win. Mm-hmm. And some teams, obviously, um, you know, can't afford to have fluctuations like that. And you know, when that happens, you you tend to lose and form dips a little bit. So, you know, for for us at the moment, you know, there's there's a big focus on, you know, just just sticking to our, our processes and um, keeping enjoyment there, um, having fun at training, and and we know that. If we if we continue doing that, you know, sooner or later we'll we'll get back to our winning ways, and you know, it's uh, certainly feels a little bit funny around here because I guess we're we're not used to mm-hmm. losing, and over the last few years, it's not been a big part of our uh, you know season. So, you know, it's uh, it is a little bit difficult, but you know, it's a sport, and you know, we, we've got to find a way out of it. We've got to find a a way of getting back to winning ways and I'm sure we will that was the chat in the dressing room after the Benetton defeat wasn't it it was fun let's mm-hmm. let's yeah we, we, let's remember why we're here and how lucky we are to be here and let's enjoy our job and, and then the results will naturally come along with that yeah totally I think you know as I said once you're in a position where you've had a few defeats I think it's it's very easy to start getting outcome focused and start you start projecting um you know, you, you get so caught up in needing to win or, you know, um, it almost drags you away from the moment, which is where performance always is. It's right here, right now. And, you know, the more that we can focus on, you know, that kind of enjoyment and that freedom of expressing ourselves and, and you know, working hard for each other, because that's what, it's, that's what your experience is when you're out in the field and you're, you're performing well. It's, a, it's an enjoyment, it's a freedom, it's an expression. And I think it's it's very easy to to overlook that and get caught up in um, what needs to happen, mm-hmm. and and often when that does, you you can kind of begin to lose form, and you know mistakes can creep in, and accuracy can drop. But um, you know we, we'll we'll get back there. It's it's very much you know, it's something that we have experienced in, in previous seasons. You know you you dip off for a few weeks and your form drops, and you know there's still so much longer for this season and, and we're actually still in a fantastic position that something that maybe not uh, well, maybe not emphasised as much um, but we, we, we'll get out of this and you know, I think everybody just has to 
you know, try and I guess stick to the processes, and, and it'll happen sooner or later. Um, but it's such a spontaneous game, and you know, there's so much happening out there, and you know, if you if you if you're off your your game by one or two paces, you know, they're, they're very good teams that we're playing against. You know, Edinburgh were fantastic. I think you know, massive credit to them for for the way they played against us, and not only that, but. Treviso are a, a much different team now than they have been over the last few years, and um, you know if, if you if you make errors against them, they'll make you pay for it as, as they did for us in the weekend. So um, yeah, let's 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 hope that we've obviously got a massive game coming up this weekend. Uh, everybody's excited and um, looking to, to get back into that flow of, of winning. Um, so I think we can do it. It's interesting you talking about forcing it there because that's the general attitude around the place is actually the more you lose, the more the pressure comes on to win. But you can see that in more specific in-game instances, can't you? That kind of maybe when everything isn't going our way, we try and force it rather than... Yeah. Is that, when you're on the pitch, is that a communication thing that you have to address or is it just uh, going back to the basics and having faith in the, in the game we play? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it's kind of... You know, I guess how how humans work, somewhere or another. If we, you know, if we feel under under pressure, or if we're we're, we're caught up in our own thinking, you know, I guess it takes us away from what's actually happening mm-hmm. uh, around us. Um, and I guess if if a team makes a few errors, or you know, an individual makes an error or two, it can it can begin to play a little bit in your mind. And, and it's about you know recognizing when that happens. And I think you know going back to basics and. And, and having an awareness for that as well, because you know, there's no doubt about it. You know, if I think back to my own experience of being a little bit younger, you know, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, playing here for the Warriors, you know, how how I feel out there now compared to back then mm-hmm. is drastically different. And and it's because you learn, yeah, you, yeah. you begin to realise more how it is your mind works and how it tries to, uh, you know, when mistakes happen, you know, certain kind of habitual thoughts come in, and, and you learn how to deal with them more. Mm-hmm. So the, you know there is it's a massive experience, it's, it's it? experience yeah. There, there's a massive learning process for for us players out there, and you know we are perfect professionals, but by no means do we know how how to deal with it all. So um, you know it's uh, you know as as you know the coaches have said, and as a lot of players, the more experienced ones have emphasised. You know, you know the more that we can get out there and and just enjoy things and 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 get some flow back into our game form will come good mm-hmm. um, you know let's, let's, let's really try and emphasise that instead of you know trying to really analyse things as much yeah, as possible yeah. there's a time and place for that but you know I think uh, after a few games in a row it's, it's about it's about finding that kind of vibe and flow that, that lies within all wins that, that we have and is Dave on the same wavelength it's said we're not really used to losing but under him especially we've never gone through a, a patch like this what is he throwing tables or is he calm what's what's <laughs> no not at all you know he's obviously feeling some of the frustration that the rest of us are feeling but you know he's he's very calm and um you know the way he goes about his business nothing, nothing really changes he he knows that if we can stick to to what we do best and go back to our structures and you know begin to relax a little bit more yeah. things will come good and you know I think uh, you know it's what's nice is when, when your coach is coming from that place these kind of things don't tend to last too long so um, you know let's let's hope we can get out there and just get back in winning ways this weekend and you know, I'm, I'm confident that, that we can do that 
it's a testament to our season, I guess, that, that it isn't panic stations, that we've lost three in a row in the league, and yes, we've dropped to second, but we're still in a good spot, and now we're coming into Europe, and we know that a win and a good win is actually going to kind of put one foot in the quarterfinals, so there's mm. positives to take from that, I guess, and let's, let's look ahead to this game on the weekend, and it's a game that everyone's really excited for. Yeah, I mean, massively, this is, this is a huge game for us. Um, Yes, it would have been nice coming into this game in some mm-hmm. form, but that's not the way it is. So we've got to deal with that, and um, you know sometimes you're just not in control of the way things unfold. So uh, you know everybody's had an eye on this game for for quite a while now, and uh, you know I know everybody's massively looking forward to to getting out there and, and playing their part. It's a bit of a buzz around training this week, um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be an exciting one. You know, obviously. Back here at Scotston, sure the atmosphere is going to be great. Always helps when it is. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be a good one. Cardiff for a, a a good team. We've got a lot of strengths at the breakdown, um, so we're going to have to be on our ball at the the contact point, uh, or else they can they can prove to be difficult if you if you don't uh, source rocks well. So yeah, looking forward to it very much, and uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and it's. Uh Obviously, it's a big game in terms of our season, but it's a big game for a couple of individuals. It's going to be Ryan Wilson's 150th. There's a few people have hit that milestone this season, Fuzzy Pete Horn, but also Rob Harley's 200th, which no one has ever done. Um, the man's machine. Let's talk about Rob first. Yeah. How does that happen? 200 appearances. It's, it's madness. It is madness. Rob seems to be a guy that has obviously been here from you know, 18, 19 years old, and um, he's been a mainstay in the team really ever since uh, he is what you would call a machine almost robotic in some ways uh, doesn't seem to pick up many injuries at all he's got a very resilient body on him and I think a, he's a very resilient individual character as well so a lot of that's down to his training though isn't it he takes it all very seriously yeah, he's he militant does. with his he's, he's very professional um, he's one of these guys that I would describe as a, a high functioner yeah. so you know not only is he obviously talented in this area, but he's, he's very clever. Um, the way he goes about his life, very professional player when it comes to his diet or you know, his choices in life. He's very, very um, intelligent about, about what, what kind of things he does and chooses. So, uh, you know, it's, it's massive testament to him. 200 games this weekend, first guy that's ever done it. Um, I'm looking forward to him taking the field. He's, he's been, as, as a a younger loose forward he's been fantastic to, to have above me and I guess be guiding me um, you know he's, he's full of um, inspiration and you know he's the kind of guy that you can you know look up to and think man it would be mm-hmm. awesome to achieve some of the things that he's done and you know the standards that he lives by as well is, is pretty amazing so you know all credit to him and then talk, touch on Wilson as well um, different characters around the place but 150 is another huge milestone as well and something that needs to be recognised yeah, it's amazing actually that these two guys are um, obviously having this achievement this weekend because two guys that have played such a massive role in my development and mm-hmm. have supported me well at the club. Uh, yeah, Ryan, Ryan's been here uh, for an extremely long time as well. He started off down the championship, didn't he? And mm-hmm. then came up here um, and he's, he's, he's such a big character around this place. Fantastic captain, great leader, full of energy. Um, and he's obviously had some fantastic performances over the years and has done extremely well to to keep his position in the squad over 
know, a very successful time that the club's had. So, um, you know, it's, it's awesome. 150 caps, I think, especially in a position that he's playing where you're you're taking a batter in every week. Uh, <laughs> it's the same with Rob. So, it's it's awesome. Uh, massive achievements, and uh, you know, I hope one day you know that can be me. I've got no doubts whatsoever that the Scotston crowd will give them the the ovation that they deserve when they come onto the pitch. Um, we haven't recorded for two weeks, so there's stuff we've missed in the interim, and there's lots of signing news. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought before Christmas it would be nice to release a lot of them in a batch, and then I did mm-hmm. these little silhouettes. Um, do you players talk about that amongst yourself? Are you aware? You'll obviously kind of have an idea about who's out of contract, who's in contract, mm-hmm. but is that something you'll go around being like, I've signed, I've signed, or were you like the rest of the fans trying to guess who these silhouettes were? It's, it's funny actually, because a lot of the time we actually find out about signing news and rumours through media. Like, you know, for instance, you know, all that stuff that was going on with Hugh Jones or whatever, mm-hmm. I never knew about any of that. Some people <laughs> keep their cars close to their chest and don't mm-hmm. speak about it. Whereas you get other guys that if they've signed, they'll just say, oh, like guys, I've, I've signed and, you know, it'll be kind of common knowledge throughout the squad um, so everyone's different uh, it's definitely not the kind of thing where you know everybody's talking about it you know you might tell a few of your, your kind of closer friends in the squad um, but you're not standing up in front of meetings declaring nah, nah, not at all not at all that, that all gets released through you guys and, and to be honest most of the people in the squad find out that way which is nice because you know normally after that happens you you'll get a congratulations from mm-hmm. from a, a load of the guys and uh, it's just a great way of doing it and your phone will blow up all the notifications and Instagram and stuff like that. <laughs> Aye, that happens. It does. Uh, it's nice to, to get the recognition and uh, and obviously it's fantastic news for, for guys that are staying on at uh, a club that's a fantastic place to play here and um, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's awesome. You mentioned Hugh Jones. He was one of them. Xander, Scott Cummings, Grant Stewart. Mm-hmm. There was loads of them, loads of them. And is that in terms of mood... Will that give you a boost when you see people, when you see young talent, such as people like Scott Cummings, for example, re-signing Xander? Does that give you a boost in terms of the vision of the club? Yeah, it does. Uh, and it's nice to see this happening so early. I think it, it shows that the club's keen to show to, to go in a, a really positive direction. And, and not only that, but you know, a lot of the players want to, to be part of it. It, it definitely does uh, give give the club a little bit of a boost I'm sure to the to the fans and supporters but not only that the, the, the players are are obviously keen that um, you know when you when you think about signing a new contract you want to make sure that you're signing at a place that's going to be moving in a direction mm-hmm. of of I guess looking to win and, and win championships and, and I guess when you see the players that have signed and, and some of the young players that are coming up and signing contracts it's it's fantastic news and you know it does fill you with confidence that that the club's going in that direction. Um, that wasn't the only signing news over the summer. We also announced that Greg Peterson would be leaving the club. He's gone to Bordeaux. We obviously wish him all the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was Greg like around the place? Um, you'll know him very well from your time in the Ford together. Um, he'll do really well out in France, won't he? Yeah, going to miss Greg a lot. Greg was a, a good friend of mine, actually, here. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's fantastic to, to see him get this opportunity out in, in France. And, you know, fantastic... Fantastic city of Bordeaux. Mm-hmm. I can remember being there when I was about twelve, and the, the water fountains, and the, that was the first thing I told him about it when he told me the news. Um, he he was a he was a great guy to have around. Um, massive unit. Um, if he was scrummaging behind you as a prop, you were pretty happy. 
Um, yeah, I heard that. I heard the front row talk about you. <laughs> if, uh, if Greg was packing down, you knew about that. <laughs> he's a unit. He's so much weight and he's so much wisdom. Um, he's he was uh, he played a massive part in this club, Greg. He's uh, he was a guy who had a fantastic relationship with nearly all the players, as far as I'm aware. Um, you know, there wouldn't have been any players that would say a bad word about Greg. He's he's a fantastic guy. Um, you know, really really passionate and. And I think with a lot of the, the actions that he'd done, you know, he came from his heart and a lot of the times would have to, to put the, the team before himself. Um, so, you know, I think, well, I guess on behalf of the players, we're going to miss Greg a lot and um, we wish him all the best and I'm sure he'll have a lot of success over there. I've been sat in my, my office today with the, with the Champions Cup groups up, doing my calculator out, trying to work out all the different variables what happens do the players do that or are you um, encouraged not to do that don't worry about what happens just go out we sort of rely on the on the people that you fell on <laughs> is that <laughs> the analysts and the coaches uh, kind of keep us up to date with all that stuff because it is important obviously before taking the field that you know if this situation happens this is what you have to do and you know mm-hmm. and that sort of thing um, but I guess most people will be will, will be clued up on it um, it's the kind of thing that you just you know, you can't afford to not know that kind of thing going into a game. So, um, and it yeah, helps us playing on a Sunday. Most of the games will have gone before, so yeah, we yeah. could, again, if my maths are correct, we could go into this game knowing that um, a win or a bonus point win could actually put us through to the quarterfinals. But alternatively, we might know that we might need to go one more, mm-hmm. and then Saracens the week after. Yeah, it's nice that the games play out, and you know, obviously, first and foremost. I guess before any of this comes into play, the aim is always to go out there and, and, and get a, a healthy win at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, whatever unfolds from there, I guess, is out of our control. But the following week is, is Saracens and you know, another tough game. So, you know, I think the, the general feel here is that everybody's looking forward to two tough games. And um, this is a massive point in the season. You know, I guess we're, we're looking, we're still in really strong positions in both competitions and now it's about you know, turning the corner and, and really cracking on and, and finding our feet again that we've sort of lost a little bit over the last few weeks but you know you don't uh, you don't become a bad team overnight or over a few weeks it's, it's that potential to excel and to go out and, and play well and perform is, is always in there so you know let's, let's not lose sight of that and um, keep that in the back of our mind for the weekend. Hearing Ryan and Bob talk this week about their milestones and kind of reflect on their time at the club, they've mentioned that win in Leicester, the 43-0 victory, and what that meant, qualification for the quarterfinals, as one of their highlights. Is it the same for you? Do you look back on that as one of your top achievements for this club? Yeah, that was phenomenal, actually. I I didn't play part in that, but I think I was injured at the point with uh, my toe. Mm -hmm. But it was just awesome to, to see the boys the performance that day down, down in Leicester was unbelievable one of those games where you just can't do anything wrong like mm-hmm. nobody was able to mess up it was yeah, every it was ball unbelievable stuck every there. ball stuck every offload landed and you know defensively unbelievable as well so you know I think you know for, for players like them who have been here for a long time and played a lot of games it, it will be games like that that will be you know, sitting in the back of their minds is, is some of the most amazing wins and great turning points for the club as well. Um, so, you know, here's, here's hoping we can go and do another one like that this weekend. 
You mentioned the analysts earlier and how it's them who tell you what you need to do. The sheets down in the engine room with all the player stats of the game. I should get yours from Teresa. How many carries was it mm. away in Italy? You put your body through the mill out there. I think it was 26 carries and uh, one high ball drop at the end, <laughs> <laughs> which is unfortunate. But, you know, these things happen at times. So it was, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it was, it was a reasonably enjoyable game from a personal point of view, obviously, up until the last sort of 10, 15 minutes when we were kind of grasping for the win. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a lot of hand on ball. Yeah, a, a, a lot of involvement and, and, and enjoyed the game. Uh, felt, felt good out there. Um, so, do you feel you're playing well generally? The, what the point I'm trying to make is the coaches obviously feel you're playing well. You were once again nominated for McRae Financial Services Warrior of the Month. The winner will be re- revealed later in the week. But does that what does that mean to you that kind of for a few consecutive months now, as a coaching group, you're getting recognised as one of the top four players in terms of your performances? It's nice, you know. You know, you you don't often think about these things. Like you, you kind of take games. It's, it's like one game at a week, and then. You know, it comes to the end of the month, and and you look back, and mm-hmm. you know you see, oh, I've actually had four, three or four decent games yeah, that yeah, month. Yeah. So it kind of springs up as a bit of a surprise, but it is nice. Um, you know, I'm I'm enjoying my rugby at the moment. I'm I'm enjoy. I'm feeling fit. Um, I'm enjoying, you know, the the way we're playing here this season and last season at Glasgow Warriors. I'm, I really feel like this brand of rugby that we play here kind of. Is in alignment with how how I like to play the game, so I'm very lucky in that respect. And you know, it's been nice to to get some some good game time over the last eight weeks or so. Um, so yeah, it, it is nice. So I think uh, if I can if I can continue like that, it would be it would be nice. But you know, as an athlete, it's I think it's not it's important not to get too ahead of yourself when. So when things go well for you, and you're not, not to get too now. low when things okay. don't go to do well for you. So, so now um, you're not thinking, oh, Six Nations. You're more just thinking. Yeah, you're just you're just keeping it here and now, and and, and enjoying things right here. Um, you know, I think in the past it might have been something that I would have done is is kind of look to the future and you know what's next mm-hmm. and and get and get quite caught up in it. And it kind of and emotionally it can be a little bit of a roller coaster. I think living mm-hmm. like that because. You know, you're you're kind it's of the nature of sport, isn't it? Yeah, you're you're, you're you're very much basing um, your life and outcomes, and and it's it is a, it's a, it's a, it can it can be very rollercoaster like. So, I think I think what I'm trying to say here is that you know now as I get a little bit older and a little bit more experienced, it's very much about just you know enjoying the little things and and, and turning up and and just trying to play as well as you can each week and, and help the team um, and do everything you can to get the win because you know it's such a fortunate position to be in mm-hmm. as, a, as a professional sportsman at a fantastic club so um, yeah you know who knows what's around the corner and uh, you know, hopefully just keep going going as I am and enjoying it that's the main thing We've, we have dropped off the top spot of Conference A in the Pro 14 but after this round of Europe, during that Six Nations period, there are some huge games. We've got three games in a row against Conference A rivals. Ospreys, Cardiff and Connacht are all now breathing down our neck a bit. So it actually, we put ourselves in a nice place where it's in our own hands going into those games and we can kind of refine that form, hopefully build a bit of momentum into Europe and then mm-hmm. hit back into the league with some games against teams. When, when you're playing teams in your own conference, it almost counts double, doesn't it? A win kind of takes the points off them too. 
Yeah, totally. Now we're, um, you know, I guess we're, we're sitting in a good position still. So you know, we get these uh, games in Europe done, and, and hopefully a couple of wins leaves in a good position, and then we get back into the league. And you know, I can remember, I think a couple of seasons ago it was, um, we kind of slumped off a little bit at this period, and then the rest of the season. Ten or twelve games, we just won every single game, and then before we knew it, we were sitting in a fantastic position, um, and then went into the playoffs. And I think that year we actually got beat uh, off Connor mm-hmm. over there. It was that year, so you know that's uh, that's very much the focus, and um, you know we'll, we'll, we'll come together as a group and, and head in that direction. And um, you know I'm sure we can we can we can kind of get out of this little lull that we found ourselves in and, and climb back up that that conference table and a lull is all it is you yeah. hear the coaches talking about it's not panic stations whatsoever and at the very start of the season before one game was played they've said our best rugby needs to be played at the end of the season so whatever happens between now and then so long as we're fighting on the right front that's when we need to be playing our best rugby is that the same message now yeah massively you know I, I honestly think it is inevitable that this sort of thing will happen mm-hmm. to any team throughout the season you know form is something that is always fluctuating and you know, one week you'll have a, a fantastic performance and the next week it drops a bit and then it'll, it's all over the place. So, you know, as, as Dave said, you know, I think last year we, we probably got that balance a little bit wrong. You know, we had some fantastic performances at the start of the season and, and kind of built into the mid part and then probably towards the end we dropped off a little bit. So, you know, who, know, who knows, this might be the perfect way for it to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, we just don't know at the moment, but you know, all we can do is stick together, work hard, um, and, and, and keep at it. It's really as simple as that. And you know, if we do that, we know that we've got the players here that, that can produce fantastic wins, uh, and that's against anyone. So you know, it really is up to us to, to go out there and, and give it our best crack, and, and we know we can get some good wins. And hopefully that can start against the Cardiff Blues at Scotson this Sunday. It's already a sellout. So we look forward to seeing everyone there as we hopefully get back to winning ways, but also celebrate Rob Harley and Ryan Wilson's milestones. Ashley, it's good to be back. Um, I've enjoyed a couple of weeks off, but now back to the Warriors Weekly Ground. We'll be back every Tuesday from now on. Thank you to everyone for all your feedback and subscribing. And I guess here's to the next 50,000. Let's do it. The Glasgow Warriors official podcast with Jack and Ashy.